Welcome into the I-80 Club, Wednesday night in the club. In the club. It's a Wednesday. We're on an hour early because Nebraska basketball is actually playing at 8, so if you're listening live, we appreciate you. You're a patron. Patronage. You're a patron. If you're listening uh, before Saturday, you are a patron, and we appreciate your patronage. If you're listening after Saturday, we would love to have you a part of the club. Let's go to patreon.com slash i80club and subscribe Today, uh, Jack, it's been an interesting week. We can talk hoops. We can talk transfer portal. We can talk a lot of things. How are you tonight? We got off-season topics galore. It's nice. It's not. Uh, it's not. Well, at least football-wise, it's not dissecting a loss. So that's like been. That's weirdly, true. It's like sort of weirdly pleasant. <laughs> it's like looking forward significantly. And I don't know. I said this on the chat, and I had mixed reaction to it today. Like. I, I am not I am not a recruiting guy, not a huge recruiting guy at least. Yeah. Uh but I kind of like transfer portal season. I kind of I, I am I kind of like I'm it. in the same boat. I'm in the same boat. It's interesting to follow along and not so much like I think I do more of the deep dive into the players once they join the school. You know, I mean it's like easy with a Kyle Cord, right? Like I know Kyle Cord. We all know who Kyle right. McCord yeah. is because we watch Ohio State. Exactly. But like a lot of the other guys, it will be like, let me do some research. Is this player any good? I it's I, I find it much more enjoyable. Like, but I've really checked out on high school recruiting in recent years. Yeah, me too. Me too. And it's just, it always it was hard for me because it was such delayed gratification. And then, you know, so many of the big recruits have not been working out that – uh, unless they're unless they're like guys I know from Nebraska, I have a really hard hard time getting too excited about it. But tra- like you said, transfer season portal, you know at least at the quarterback position, you know a bunch of the guys. You like know who they are. You realize that they're gonna be, you know, it's spring ball, right? They're gonna be yeah. Well, you're gonna be at the spring game here at that point, and then it's just like watching the Twitter feed and watching them all pop up and sort of the drama of that. I don't know. I kind of. Uh, for all the bad things about the transfer portal, all the critiques, I kind of enjoy this week as a fan in a little bit of a weird way. Well, doesn't it? I mean, the idea of hope, I think, is so vital to any discussions about the transfer portal or about recruiting in general. And I think that this week, maybe going back to what you said a second ago about high school recruiting in particular, like you're hoping that those guys are eventually good. You know, like think about how you and I talked about Malachi Coleman throughout the offseason. And I think that he ended up exceeding our expectations. Now, you know, a lot of that was just on his size and how he needed to improve in all these things. But like with this, it does allow you to think, well, hey, if Kyle McCord were to join the program, like how much better could the offense be in 2024? You know, and that's that's the thing. Like, I know, I know. Guard my heart, Josh. But (laughs) But, like, this week has gone in a way that I didn't really see it going for whatever reason, and maybe I just am being naive, but, like, I didn't expect Nebraska to be talking to the Kyle McCords of the world and the Cam Wards, I guess, of the world. I just didn't expect, and I know that doesn't mean they're coming, but, like, I didn't, I really didn't go into this week expecting even that sort of news, right? No, me neither. Like, like, or, or, you know, who else? Uh, or the, why can I never remember the Kansas State dude's name? Uh, Will Howard. Will Howard. Will Howard. I never, like, I don't know. I just, I, and I, I realize they're still very likely maybe none of them are going to come here, but to at least, I didn't even feel like I thought Nebraska, I didn't think I would go into the week feeling like Nebraska might be in the mix with with some of those. So, I, don't, yeah, I still don't know if it's they were going to add a quarterback that you had to, like, Google? Yeah, yeah. That's, <laughs> no, no, like, Schaefer told me on Monday on the show, 
and and maybe I was over influenced by this, but he was like, "Don't expect anything to happen until January." And he was all like, "Also, watch when the FCS portal opens, or yeah, maybe it is open, or when the FCS portaling really begins." And like that sunk my expectations right away down to the basement, which they probably were already. And so yeah, I expected like I didn't know who Jeff Sims was last year. He was not in the he exactly. Was, he was not in the. The list of the top five. I mean, there were tons of guys uh, who yep. were who were on that list last year, and so I didn't. Yeah, I didn't know who who he was. Or you know, same thing two years ago too. Same thing. There were some names that were out there, and um, uh, so I didn't. And again, they still may not be major players with them. I just posted on the transfer portal channel, which, by the way, we have. Uh, we added a transfer portal channel. Um, yeah, which within is, the last couple of weeks, it's been kind of nice, but we get things double posted all over. So check that if ah. you want. But apologies. Uh, there's a the on three just put out and grain of salt, blah blah blah. But they just put yeah. put out like a prediction of where their top ten quarterbacks are going, and uh, you know three of the guys on there are guys Nebraska has talked to, and they've got nobody going to Nebraska. So. They, um, I'm trying to remember where they all where they all were going. Uh, what Cam Ward to Ohio State, uh, McCord to Miami, I think. Interesting. I could be I could be mixing some of those up, but so th- that's certainly out there. But I don't know. I've been pleasantly surprised that <laughs> I shouldn't be though. I always have hope, right? That's kind of how it goes with Nebraska football. You get a little bit of hope that something really good and exciting is going to happen, and then it and then it really doesn't. But like, are you at the point where you would be surprised if something doesn't happen, like by next Wednesday when we're talking? Uh, I wouldn't be surprised, and I, I kind of think that they're going to land one of these big names. Damn, I really do. I, Why, I, Jack? I I think because I think they're going to spend money. Uh, and there was it. some there was there was some intel on the uh, Inside Info channel. So if you're uh, if you're not a subscriber to that, be sure to, to do so so you can see some good stuff, including uh, from other members that, that are pretty plugged in at a variety of things. But I, I had some stuff on top of another subscriber that yes. had some information there. And so I think that that's a part of it, um, you know, and, and I think I think they're serious about this, man. Like, I think that we have seen over the last, uh, you know, what, two days, three days, like. I don't think this is fake. I don't think that what they are doing is fake, and I think that they are identifying some pretty big names. I, I did want to read this comment from a couple minutes ago from Masturbator, who said, I think he's an automatic take in Nebraska or in the beggars can't be choosers category, but Ohio State doesn't seem too upset about McCord leaving. I also yeah. didn't watch Ohio State enough to know their standard of bad quarterback play. Granted, you would assume literally anybody would be an upgrade. I think that the latter is very fair. The, you know, I think almost anybody would be an upgrade. The problem is for McCord because I watched a lot of Ohio State this year, is he followed a, a stretch of quarterbacks that all got drafted and got drafted in the first round. <laughs> a ridiculous you know, stretch. Yeah. I mean, don't, I mean, DJ Stroud at number two overall, Justin great. Fields before him, Dwayne Haskins before him, Joe Burrow, people forget, was an Ohio State Buckeye at one point people before he finished that. his career. You, he could to Nebraska, too. People forget what? that, too. Yeah. Whoa. Uh, and on top of that, too, like you go the quarterback before him, and you know who that was? It was JT Barrett. And JT Barrett was an awesome he was college football quarterback. Were, and so, yeah. So, like, Kyle McCord was good. It's just that Kyle McCord wasn't incredible, you know, that he wasn't a, a first-round pick. And, like, Ohio State had issues on offense this year. Um, but I think he would be a – I think he would be a massive, absolutely oh, massive Josh, upgrade uh, over I, what Nebraska's had. I will be so annoyed. If they land McCord and Nebraska fans 
Nebraska fans are like, I don't know if he's good enough for uh, to be the guy that they get. Oh, sh- give me a damn break. Get, yeah. are, you, are you still living in this world? It's time. There's so many that are still living in this world. Come on. Yeah, got, I mean, exactly. Come, and he may not be perfect, but good Lord, talk in the context of the world that we live in with this program, people. I mean, yeah. come on. Well. I'll be fair. Have, I have not seen a whole lot of criticism about McCord from Nebraska fans. It's mainly been uh, Ohio State a, people. Oh, I've seen a, I mean, it's just sort of mentioned. I'm not like yelling at anyone on here or anything, but I don't know. I I feel like that's going to come up eventually. you be like, well, he had Marvin Harrison Jr. So, I, yeah. Sadly, <laughs> no quarterback is going to be good your, enough for a Celebrate you know, a your victories. People. Oh, my gosh. And maybe I'm maybe I'm creating a straw man that won't exist, and that's great if if it's just all. There will great. be those people, but I think you're creating a bit of a straw man because I think he would be a massive upgrade, and I think a lot of people will view him as such. It's just like good, they're not good, they're good, not good. gaining Justin great. Fields. You know, they're not getting that version of an Ohio State quarterback. Yeah. Uh, but, but you know, he, well, he doesn't turn the ball over. Um, like again, there was this Ohio state fan. He listens to our show and, and he emailed me. He's like, congratulations on all the checkdowns. It's like, bro, like, I'm sorry. We we're talking about two entirely different programs right now. If you want to get mad because he wasn't good enough for Ohio state, like that's totally fine, but that's a different discussion compared to good enough for five and seven Nebraska. What I like most about it, Jack, honestly, is that it would be a sure sign that they are moving away from trying to bring in an athlete and and teach him to be a quarterback. Mm. That's the mm. thing that I like. It's not to say that I don't like being able to move and and, and mobility because I think that those things are super valuable. And you look at the top of the NFL and, and essentially every quarterback that is near the top of the NFL right now is able to move or has been able to move at various points in their career. Uh, but this guy is, it's, it's about his ability as a passer. And God, I really, really, really like that. Uh, yeah. For a team that, like, while not perfect at wide receiver, did have guys running open, and I saw that in person against Iowa Dude, on Black Friday. Satterfield, Satterfield stand, you got to have a passer, okay? That's yeah, the, it, it, and he is staying for the time being. So you've got to have a passer. Um, and by the way, if your Ohio State listener was talking about checkdowns, I was dying to get some checkdowns this year. Yeah, the, they did yeah. a checkdown in the Iowa game, and I almost jumped out of my seat. I was so excited to see that a checkdown even existed. So. Listen, again, context. Where is the program right now? Where has quarterback play been? It's a ridiculous, I mean, if if they get away with McCord, I sh- I will be to the moon with excitement. If so, I mean, yeah. I was surprised when he got in the portal, Josh. Me too. It just it really does tell us that I am guessing that this was not his decision. I'm guessing that that uh, Ryan Day said, "Hey, we're going to bring in somebody, and and the job is not going to be yours as a guarantee next year." And and it wouldn't surprise me if it was even harsher than that. Of you will not be our starter. We are going to have a different quarterback. So uh, that one definitely surprised me. It's like, isn't it wild to think, Jack, that there's a world where they beat Michigan last week, they beat Iowa, and they are a college football playoff team at this point in time, and instead he is he is off the roster. You know, and he is moving yeah, forward. Man, it's crazy. He was a what well, he was a obviously a high what like he was a, four a five star, star five star yeah yeah it's just he sat on the bench for so long he has two years know? right just one he's a one year guy and that's the other thing that I think is pretty interesting about a lot of these you're looking at me with a confused look on because I looked at his stats and it looked like he barely played three in his first year well what I here let me make sure I'm going to pull up his roster page cuz everyone that I've talked to you like probably right. I I just the only way I did it by I looked at his ESPN stats and it looked like Three years ago, he played like 
He, it was something like 27 pass attempts or something. So I was surprised he played four games, if that's true. Here, let's see. Let me pull up his uh, 24-7 page real fast just so I can go all the way back to when he was in high school. So he was in high school back in – So he is a 2021 guy. So you know what, Jack? I think you're right. I'm That's guessing right. that. Oh wait, no. I guess it depends on how many how many games he That's played in said. each of his it, seasons. That first yeah. year, he, his stats look like they're so. Oh, low. you know what, Jack? He played five games. Are he you played five, seven, and twelve. Me? Yeah. So he he missed the red shirt because he played in five games. Why did he play? Yeah. What was happening? That what was going on that year? How did he play in uh, five games in backup 20. duty? 2021. I don't know. It's not. I don't think Stroud. Stroud was a little banged up, but I don't think he was like actually like hurt. What in the um, hell are you so doing, Ryan Day? Typical Ryan Day. Typical, am I right? You know what? Typical Ryan Day. Lou Holtz was right. Fire Ryan Day. God, he did. So hey, go, go game, back though. Oh God, that kid, drives me nuts. Uh, so going back uh, to that, like the idea that of him. That is also interesting to me. He has one year of eligibility left. Will Howard has one year of eligibility right. left. Um, you know, that they are kicking the tires on these players that in theory would only be with Nebraska for one season. Well, I think tells us, Jack, a lot about how they view 2024 and how it's not just a bunch of the, the Levitts of the world from Michigan State because I think people saw that and they said, okay, well, it's obvious that they want you know, a quarterback that they can come in and, and he can start for multiple seasons. Uh, you know, it, th this obviously would, would say the opposite. They just want to be good for a season at least. Yeah, and I know there are a lot of people who, there's, there's, there's a lot. We talked a lot about what Rule said at the press conference and how a lot people read into it way too much. And you, and I, much. you and I did the show that afternoon right afterwards, and yep. I think we were in agreement right after that moment on your show. I said, I don't believe like 80% of what he said up there about the quarter, yep. or, or at least the tone that he said it. And I'm not blaming him or saying he was deceiving anyone. I think he was trying to preserve the morale of the guys in the room right now. And then, like, there were a lot of people who went away with that, Josh, too. I had people texting me during my show today, and I was talking about some of these one-year guys, and they were like, well, Rule said he wouldn't take a one-year guy. He didn't say that. I mean, he, he said... He said, if we're taking a one-year guy, he's got to be a step up, like a major step up from what we have. Well, guess what? Yeah. You know what? No, everyone's a major step up from what you have. Bingo. Yeah. So, of course, they would take a one-year guy. That's not surprising whatsoever to me. And, you know, I, I, I guess the biggest question is, can you keep doing it with the one-year guys for a few years in a row, one after the other? Well, like, I, would th I, would, I would have to imagine that they don't – this is like a, a kind of a, a last – a last hurrah of the one of you know the well, but, but it's easy to say that maybe now, right? maybe I mean if Kalen develops, yeah, Travis says a bridge I think a bridge is a good way well, to describe a bridge it. if Kalen develops but I mean if he doesn't and you don't get anybody else there's no there's no other side of that bridge right sure yeah unless, I, like, guess I like how Matt puts it making a bowl game next year is crucial for momentum you can think you're a developmental program all you want but if you can't win in year two you'll st statistically never yep. get it done yep yeah yep. And that's why this is the smart move. Like, I I would have to, to guess though that they, their plan or their hope is that they are developing guys beyond this, and that in 2025 it would be someone that is either already on the team or is about to be on the team, as in Daniel Kalen or maybe another transfer portal guy that has a lot of uh, eligibility Man. left. I hope so. they hit with Kalen. I hope they hit with Kalen. Yeah, I know, and I'm. Like everyone, you're a little. It seems every, like you're a little, little wary about is. it, right? I Josh, know. everyone is. 
I know he did not. He did not. Yeah, Jacob, I would not be buying Kalen Stock. A lot of no, people, I'm, like I said, I'm not going to pretend like I watched a lot of high school football. I watched zero high school football. I did. Every, I, did I mean, his stats, football. Jack, are available, and every week it was like, oh my gosh, his stats are not very good. Like, just not what you would expect from a Power Five quarterback commit. But again, he's not but, an option but, guy, you know, right? He's not an option quarterback me, with those. Passing let me numbers. give. Let me give a glass half full take on it, and I, okay. like dead honest, I couldn't believe. Malachi and Lloyd, honestly, Lloyd, even more than Malachi, were going to come in from high school and be able to be like contributors this year, you know, especially without a quarterback, basically. And yeah. Lloyd especially was. So even even though they did not have Sterling senior years in high school in the state of Nebraska. So yeah, that's true. I mean, maybe. I don't know. I mean, I really don't know. But there's a lot of eggs in that basket right now is what I'm saying. If you get a one-year guy okay, let's say you get a one-year guy, whatever happens, happens next year. So then and, you need someone in 2025. And then the year after that, what? I mean, like, yeah, who's... Is well, it, I don't is know it who Chubba? else is still here. What's Purdy? It's, What's, yeah, yeah it's, is it Chubba? And see, like, that's the other thing about this that's going to be pretty interesting is, you know, what happens with Chubba based off of whatever they do in the portal? And then if he were to leave, or, like, now, what is their response to that then in terms of bringing in a guy? Um, <laughs> is and, Dylan Rayola in the portal? Nice. Nice. I mean, seriously, that's that's the thing, or or well, that's the other thing. If you could get, if I mean, my goodness, if you want a great situation, you get like a McCord, whatever, a one-year guy, and you get Levitt too. Leave it, Levitt from Levitt. Michigan State. Let him battle it out. Have with with, um, you know, with the young guys that you've got right now, and somebody becomes a backup this year and the heir apparent for next year. That's ideal. Yeah. Like yeah. you eventually, that's but you the do dream. I do think you eventually have to get that rhythm going at quarterback, though. Like, I oh don't yeah, think, they, I and mean, they believe that. Like, I just I don't buy that Rule is so developmentally based in his mindset that he wouldn't like try to have that at quarterback. No. I, I do think I, mean, I do think that this is. year, like, it's funny this year, Jack. The record being five and seven isn't the worst thing. It's it's the how in which it happened and that the offense was so atrocious that. That essentially year one on offense was a was a a year that we throw out now. Like the defense, you're gonna build on that, right? You're gonna build on the development. Young guys played, young guys contributed, young guys were good. There were things that that were super impressive, and there were things that they need to be better at. And so, like, it's awesome though. What a great jumping off point. There's nothing redeeming about the offense. They didn't run the offense that they're planning on running for the majority of the season. They had to go with three quarterbacks at various moments in time. Like, I guess the one silver lining would be a ton of young players got in at wide receiver and the offensive line improved I think but otherwise it's just the offense was so different from what it is going to be that that's the negative about it so like they they in a way they they almost their their hand was forced into taking a one-year rental because in my opinion because of how bad the offense was because going back to what Matt said a few minutes ago like they do need progress they have to have progress in year two because if they have another five and seven season like it's just it, it's too hard to recover from that. You know, we've seen we've seen coaches around here. It's just too hard to recover from something. It's like interesting. That. A, a, a year ago, the the hope, the idea, the dream was Jeff Sims comes in, has a great year, gets then goes to the NFL draft, and then in yeah. comes Rayola, right? Yeah. Yes, exactly. <laughs> That's what that was the a, a year ago. That was the dream. Yeah, or at um, the very least, it was, oh, man, at least you got him for two years, you know? At least yeah, or, you, you, or you got, you got him, for, him two for two years. years. That'll be nice. And but I yeah. do believe it, and I do believe him. You'd rather have guys for multiple years. But, but it, again, Josh, here's the thing is, 
it, this is going to be the norm. You know, we can act like there's going to be a ton of developmental quarterbacks out there, so forth. But uh, as long as unless, until something really happens, really changes with NIL, transfer portal situation with quarterbacks is going to be like this every year. Yep. It's going to be every every major starting quarterback is at least going to enter the transfer portal because why would you not? Why would you not unless you've got a giant deal that you just don't think is going to be beat or the money is not the most important thing to you at that moment. But I would well, not yeah, blame it. You're winning. I would not blame success. blame or you really think you're, you know, you're really targeting the NFL for making money and you think you're in the best place for making money. But it'll be like this every year. It'll be like yeah. this every year until there's major changes um, where all, every returning quarterback at a, at a big school is going to at least enter the transfer portal. Um, yeah. so Plus says there. other other question is how sure are we about developing quarterbacks? We've had dedicated quarterback coaches in the past and just watch players regress. Not I mean, sure it, Huss, I would throw that to every position in the past. Um, that's, I think, the thing that I am most excited slash curious uh, about in year two is you name all the young players, whether it's on the defensive line or even at wide receiver, and it's like, okay, you, you made impact, some more than others, but at least you had opportunities. You want to see a sizable jump from those guys, I think especially on the defense. And so it's like, can you see that at all these – positions. I will say this. I am very confident that they are going to have a quarterback coach. I do not think that Satterfield will be coaching the quarterbacks anymore. I think that he will be coaching a different position along with being an offensive coordinator. Rule sounded like that at the press conference, I thought. Like, uh, to me, yes. I felt that way yeah. coming out of the press conference, too. I kind of thought I wanted that during this process, though, and maybe that's just not possible. With the yeah, it, I, I, I think that that might be the case. I think that that might be the case. But yeah, I, I think that there will be I think that that I, I mean I think the safest bet, Jack, is that Josh Martin is is not going to be a full time coach anymore. I think that he is going to get bumped it back down. Um, and then the other question is, okay, is is everybody on the coaching staff? I've posted some stuff on the Inside Info channel uh, within the last week and a half of hearing some things that 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 might not be the case for every coach on the offensive side of the ball. So we will see if that ends up happening. Um, but yeah, I, I am I am pretty confident that Satterfield is now, not going to be the quarterback coach next and, year. And what I get to when saying it's just not possible to have now is if obviously they're coaching somewhere now, if they're in the NFL now, that kind of thing, right? Yes. And and when you say the latter, what does everyone think of? Jake Peets. Peets, you yeah. Know? And yeah. So we'll see if because they tried to get him the last year and, and it and he ended up, you know, staying in the NFL. Will they try to get him this year? Can they try to get him this year, given that, you know, the NFL season is, I mean, there's still a month left. And and for those who aren't paying attention, the Rams are in the playoff hunt right now. Like, the Rams are way better than they were a year ago. They're 6-6 six and six right now. And I think their schedule is somewhat favorable moving forward after they get past uh, the game versus the Rams. got me week, 30 so. fantasy points on Lamar Jackson's bye last week. So the quarterback coach, it's obviously very good. There you go. Many are saying that it's all Jake Peets. So, uh, uh, yeah. Hey, Furls, don't remind me about the Rams, Josh. Sorry. Sorry. Question, for, uh, question for you question in the chat, Josh. Uh, let's say you can get one other big, one other big transfer this year. What position do you want it at? I think running back. Yeah, that's what Jordan says. It's running back or wide receiver, receiver right? Yeah, it's, it's yeah, one it's, it's one of those two spots. Okay, three three votes for wide receiver, one vote for running back. Yeah, I just mm. given at what I think God. about how they're going to. I think operate, I want wide receiver. I think I'm wide receiver. Yeah. Yeah, I guess how how big of a difference maker are we talking about here, man? Yeah, I like, guess. How, how, how I don't know. How just big? say your next best 
your next best transfer. I mean, I don't know. It, you like never all know, conference but, level, all conference level player. Well, Hunter says Joe. That's a solid one. I don't think you're going to get an all Travis conference outside level. linebacker to be different. I like that. Uh, no, I wouldn't. Yeah, I wouldn't go anywhere on defense with this. I would go absolutely running back. Would you think Taylor says offensive line question mark exclamation? What would you think of the offensive line? I would have that on. I would have it behind running back and wide receiver. Yeah, I'm I would take too. it. I, they but. need a playmaker. They need someone that they can say it's third and five, and they can throw them the ball or hand them the ball. Yeah, they would, really, 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 really need that. Really need. That. I mean, if I was taking a, a defensive player, it'd be inside linebacker first of all. I, I yeah. don't think I would take. There's no other position I would even consider on defense getting a transfer for. Yeah, because my thought was like. J- Am I being an idiot by not saying pass rusher? But like, I think that they will be pretty good you at got that. So. Rob, you, I, no, yeah, you do not need. Yeah. You, you don't need any of those. I mean, sure, I'm sure somebody could help. I'm not saying they couldn't help, but compared to the need that you've got at top tier wide receiver, running back, probably second tier offensive line, inside linebacker. Yeah, Stumaji says, "Who is your number one wide receiver next year? Given the current roster, is there a guy on the roster that can get five to seven catches a game? I don't. Think uh, so. If Marcus Washington comes back, maybe. Are we relying too much on? And, and by relying, I mean, are we assuming that the wide receivers are going to all come back healthy and like that's going to cost Nebraska? You know, like we're all just like, oh yeah, just have this guy back and this guy back and this guy back. It. It's like yeah, they're all coming. I off mean, injuries, first of all, Washington's got to get a." Uh, gotta get He's got to get a waiver. We, yeah. I, I don't. I have. I mean, nobody's really even talked about IGC. So, and he's obviously. So, who knows? Like, I don't think anybody's like relying on those two. If they got them, that'd be nice to add to depth. But I mean, otherwise, it's what it's. It's Lloyd, Malachi Coleman, Bullock. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Yeah, you know good, what? I've changed my answer. Wide receiver, it is like and as Doss. good as as good or as. Better than expected, I think those freshmen were, at least in my opinion. Still, I, I still don't feel like I don't think that's enough numbers. I don't think that's they're still proven enough to really, you know, to really base. The, I just think you honestly need more numbers in that room because if if Irvin and Ramir and Emma Johnson and who knows if they'll all stay healthy, right? And then you got yes. Quentin Ives there too. I would roll with that group before I would roll with just the wide receiver group at running back. Yeah. No, IGC is not out of eligibility. That um that I'm pretty sure is true. I mean, man, he had a he had a COVID year. He's got at least one medical redshirt year. He's got a redshirt year. He probably could play another three years. Yeah. Yeah. Stumanji adds Marcus Washington has 30 career games, only has four more catches in a single game in four of those 30 games. Yeah, I mean I know I'm just saying Look, I'm not saying I'm not saying bank around it. This is why I say wide receiver is my first choice. But yeah, I think I've changed wide but receiver. You, but you asked the question, who would I out of that group? And and I don't know, maybe maybe Malachi develops a ton and he's getting big big chunks of catches during next year. I liked Back what I saw from Malachi, man, especially given his size. So you yeah. think of like a yes. year in the weight room and a year of learning all. the offense and all of those things. Like, stay healthy. I don't, I don't know why why he couldn't be, you yeah. know, a more improved. See, but that goes back, Jack, to, to what I hit on earlier. Like, too often around this program, we have not right. seen a whole lot of improvement from year one to right. year two, or we've seen outright regression. And I think, sadly, Adrian Martinez is the best example of it. If I would have told you what his career was going to become after 2018, you would have said you're an idiot. He yeah. looked so good in 2018, and he never looked as good as that ever again yep. in Nebraska. Yep. So they have, they can't. It's they happened can't do with that. player after player. 
Yeah, too many players have, have regressed. Maps Grabater adds no faith in Irvin staying healthy at this point. Sure. Seems like a good kid, but man, it's his third season. This is his third season being injured. See, I'm I'm with him. I'm with sadly, I think we have to have that conversation about a lot of players where it's just like we keep asking or expecting them to come back the following year and, and to improve and to be fine. Well, all of these guys like they're just recovering mentioned. from these injuries. IGC twice, two years. Um, Washington really have, was really the first big Washington injury, but then yeah. Irvin has two of them, and then and then Ramir. So, I mean, yeah, yeah and Stumanji, I didn't think you were throwing like shit. I just mentioned Washington because he asked me who I thought the potential best option for that was. Which my point is, he is, which means they need more. I think they need yeah. more. Even, but but again, just on the wide receivers thing, Josh, you play. You, I mean, you can get away with playing two running backs a game. You can't get away with playing two wide receivers a game. Correct. Yeah, you need more than that. Right? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. 100%. So, yeah, a wide receiver is number one for me. And I think running backs, too. I think may – I don't know. If, I don't know. I don't really want to mess with the defense a little bit. Like, I sort of trust something will happen there. So, I'd probably put offensive line – I would. man, if you get a sweet left tackle, I'd take that. Yeah, that'd be pretty nice. If you get a that'd sweet left nice. tackle, I would I would take that. And if that was your best thing over, I wouldn't complain either. Yep. But Ben Scott's co- coming back. Dude, huge. that is how massive is that to have your starting center back huge. again? Huge. Absolutely massive. Um, yeah. And yeah, I like, and I don't, do we still not know about Ben Hart, what he's doing? Yeah, I believe he's coming back. Is he? Is that, isn't he? Am Last I remembering I wrong? Is we didn't know. I thought he was. We didn't know. We don't know. What, I thought God. we didn't know what Ben Hort or or Corcoran were doing. For sure, I think Corcoran's done. Corcoran's done. He okay. didn't he walk or yeah? They, he may have. I, yeah. Ben Hart might have walked too. I don't. I don't know. So yeah. so no, we're Alex, talking. We haven't so, got his notes app. So what are we talking about? We're talking about Ben Scott. Okay. Um, we're talking about Evans Jenkins. Yep. Henry Lutovsky. Yep. Teddy P. Uh, Teddy Prohaska. And Bryce Benhart. Okay. Josh uh, on the chat says Benhart's trending toward back. So, yeah. All right. I mean, I'd be fine with Benhart coming back. You got to have a left tackle, though. And how and, uh, wild, Jack, how wild is it that you just said what you said? What? I am I am cool with Benhart being back. Like, yeah, imagine me year. saying that to you a year ago at this I time. I know. Yeah. Uh, what's the explanation? I don't know exactly. But yeah. I, I, I don't I don't know. Yes, Jumanji. Um, and here's the problem. The bummer is that you thought Prohaska was going to develop into that left tackle. Like, but honestly, again, he's also coming off of all these injuries. I know that's true. He's he had a rough. Come, and I don't know what all's going on with him, uh, health wise and everything. But he they they tried to get him back in, and it was really slow, right? And he had a lot of penalties during the year. I'm hoping he comes back because he had shown flashes. But I guess he's your you know he's kind of your left tackle, right? At that point. Ben Hart. Yeah. So ideally, you got Ben Hart. You got Scott. I mean, you do your whole off starting offensive line now. Ben Hart, uh, Evans, Jenkins, Scott, Lutovsky, and Ben Hart. Based on who has the experience right now. Now maybe there's other guys uh, who have a, who have a chance to get in the mix. Some of the younger guys. Not sure. So Sledge, uh, the Southeast kid, Gatula. Uh, Gunner Gatula. Gunner Gatula. Whenever you say all these offensive line names, I don't know why, but I hear Mike Schaefer in my head saying all of them because I've heard him mention the offensive <laughs> well, linemen so many got times. Several Nebraska guys too, so he's probably even talked about them more too. Yeah, that are that are in that group. Yeah, Travis uh, says thing about TP Teddy Prosco, Has he ever been through an offseason conditioning? 
Um, yeah, always, he's, been, 100%, he's, been he's always been recovering from something. Yeah, he's always rehabbing from. Well, something. and then they so, moved yeah. over. Um, who is the defensive lineman? They moved over to offensive line. That was uh, interesting. Um, somebody help me. Not Vincent mm-hmm. Carroll Jackson, uh, the other nose tackle guy. They moved him over to the offensive line. Ruquan Buckley. Mm. They moved him to offensive line. So you got you've got you've got some numbers there, but. Absolutely. I would take a stud left. If you give me a stud left tackle, holy crap. Oh, yeah. Those don't exist in the portal for a school like Nebraska. That's harder to get than a quarterback. Yeah, it really, yeah, it absolutely is. So, 100%. So, I'm not, like, again, I don't think you're dying for numbers there necessarily, but you could definitely take, you could definitely take some of those guys as well. And defense, it's inside linebacker, but... We'll see. I don't even, I mean, I can't quite even think exactly what the depth chart is going to look like over there at inside linebacker this year. But to be honest, Josh, I'm not that worried about it. I'm really, yeah, I'm just, well, not, it's December there's 6th. No, also, there's yeah. no position I'm. Yeah, figure like, out quarterback and then we can have some conversations about the other positions moving forward. Oh, yeah. I forgot about that Rouse guy at Oklahoma. They had for a day and then he went to Oklahoma. Sad. Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah. That sucked. Yeah. All right. What other football, uh, I love transfer portal season. I love it. I get excited. Isn't that interesting? Yeah, I do. I really do like it. Um, and it's it's also condensed where recruiting season is year-round and it takes forever and weeks and weeks and weeks. Like this is like a you know, like a two-week thing here. Yep. This whole thing. Do you think recruiting will ever go back to being like an important cog in the machine that Jack Mitchell follows? Like, do you think you'll ever be as interested in recruiting? Is it here's here's a follow up too. Is following recruiting a young man's thing? Because like I loved following See? recruiting when I was in high school and in college, and then even right after college, and then I just totally stopped, and I totally wasn't into it yeah. anymore. And I don't know how much how much people in here like Stumaji says great point. Like how much is that? How much is that a common occurrence for others in here? Um, and if that's the case, then it. It is a very interesting industry in that it was once so popular, and now people don't really seem into it as much. I think you're exactly right, and I don't know why, but we all have that class when we were a certain age, whatever it was, like high school or college or right out of college, yes. where it's like like the Donald DeFrand, Ronaldo Hill class, Martin O'Donnell, who went to Illinois, Ontario Smith, the running back. Like I can go through and name all these people who went all over the place from this one class because I followed it so deeply, and now... I've never done that since. I don't know what yeah, the, I don't know what the deal is. <laughs> the class obviously that I was so into was the the first full Callahan class which was 05, the Marlon Lucky class. You know, that one was so much fun to t- follow. Barry Turner was in that one and Dominican Sue was in that one among many others. And then I always think of the one in college, uh Bo's first class 2009 where on the day Signing day, I remember going to a, I don't remember what course it was. It was over at uh, the, the the place with the elephant, Moral Hall or Moral, whatever it was. Yeah. yeah, and following the saga of Jason Pierre-Paul. Oh Jason gosh. Pierre-Paul from a JUCO, and he wow. chooses USF. And it's so disappointing because he was a four-star, and he was awesome. And then, Jack, that 9 defense was incredible. And it's like, my God, what happens if... If Jason Pierre-Paul is also this, coming off the edge and destroying oh quarterbacks gosh. with Indomitian Sue. Oh, one, man. One podcast I'm I'm hoping to do eventually is taking a what if, question, what if, what if question like that about if something went different and just hypothesizing, just playing out the alternate world of what would have happened in those situations mm. after that and all yeah. of the butterfly effect ramifications yeah. 
of those things. That's a podcast I want to do sometimes. Meanwhile, I don't I don't care at all anymore about yeah, you know no, it's no. like oh they got to commit cool let me do a couple re- little research on him and I'll see him when he arrives. I'm in interested. I, I just I sense that that's what a lot of our audience wants too, and you know I feel bad for guys like Schaefer given that, that that's his job. Do you think it's yeah? Do you think it's about us and just getting older, or is it just because Nebraska's had less? Like, would that change if Nebraska was in Great the point. mix for a bunch of top? Well, I mean, we had the Dylan Riola was the best example of it, obviously. Yeah. So that was yeah, but that's a right? quarterback, and that's one guy. You know, like I get what Josh is saying. Do we forget about Munspin over Riola? But man, that I don't know. I feel like that's different than like care. Like Jordan brings up Calabrasca. That was a. Dare I say it's a movement like that was a whole thing that was built around this idea of recruiting a very specific part of the country, you know, like may, maybe I mean, Jack, you bring up something good, though. It's like if they were better, you know, I feel like we'd be. Well, way that's why more you were into, into it. that Callahan year. 100 percent. Yeah. Mm, yeah. Bookie. 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 Bookie yeah. flash. But I, I think, Jack, you started the pod tonight by asking about portal versus recruiting. I think that's part I just of it love too. Port- is, I love portal because I know, know the guys. Like, well, already. these guys are going to leave anyway, so why should I give a if shit? If you're getting them, they're playing, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Or they're pl- they're planning to play at very last. Yeah, they have to. Least. Yeah, they they, like, they darn near do have to be hit. I do, definitely do not hate portal season, especially if you're a buyer and not a seller. <laughs> yeah. Now yeah. we just got to add trades. I mean, imagine that. Imagine moving a little depth on defense right now. Yeah. Little depth on defense and get you maybe uh get you maybe a slot wide receiver, right? Who are we looking for? Who are you trading? Uh, who are you trading for? I don't know. You know, Chief Borders, maybe that guy. Listen, no offense, mm. Chief, but look, we got a lot of depth there. Uh outside linebacker. Think about moving him, right? Probably have a probably have a set. Maybe Tamon Lineham needs to, uh, you know, maybe could bring back something good on offense. Thomas Fedoni. Fedoni. <laughs> You know, that's actually probably a it's probably a better idea. But Yeah. Uh, Taylor says, coaching carousel greater than portal, greater than recruiting. Yeah, like the coaching, coaching carousel, carousel is too. so much fun. Like, yeah, like again, if too. I'm right on the uh, changes that we're going to see on the offensive staff, like, that week will be fun as hell because yep. there will be all sorts of rumors Honestly, about coaches. I haven't even paid attention to coaching carousel right now. Where are we at? What's still – what are we still waiting for in the coaching carousel here at this like point? Like big jobs? Is there anything left? No, everything's done. Is everything done? This was kind yeah. of a – this is kind of a weak one after all. I guess Pearl says done. Duke doesn't have a head coach. Yeah, no yeah. offense, but don't care about Duke too much. But yeah, I mean, the, what was the biggest job that was open? It A&M? was Texas A&M, you know? And like, that was fun that one night at my reception, actually, is we're all like, hey, have you heard about this? Like, that was funny for five seconds. But, you know, for the most part, the A&M job was figured out within like a day. It was like, hey, it's Mark Stoops. Ah, never mind. Well, it's going to be someone else. It's still going to get interesting if Harbaugh doesn't come back, obviously. That could. Yeah, but I, I think that they're just going to go in-house and hire their next coach. Like, and I don't like, really feel like it's going to be. Several a, of them didn't change. Thing. Like, the, for a while, I thought UCLA was going to change. You thought maybe. Yep, U- yep. I guess it could still. You thought maybe USC would change, right? You, the, yep. obvi- Michigan, as we said. Um, but Michigan State happened like lickety split really quick. Quick. Well, yeah, and that's the th- that job was open for so long, and like by the time that yeah, yeah, by the time that that Jonathan Smith and Oregon State and the the Civil War was happening, like we knew that he wasn't going to be their coach for too much longer. Like we just we didn't get the 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 blue bloods open this cycle. You it know, wasn't like the, like do. big shocker ever. Yeah. Like the one two years ago, I think is still insane. Where LSU is open, and suddenly they go after Brian Kelly, and then Lincoln Riley leaves for USC. Like that shit was nuts. 
that was absolutely awesome. And like, that's just such a rarity to have, you know, those types of jobs. I will say this, Jack, I'm very interested to see what happens next year and beyond when we get to a 12 team playoff, how that affects the calendar overall. You know, I read a story by David Ubbin today in the athletic. Um, I think it came out yesterday, but essentially it was like the calendar in college football is stupid. And it is when you think of I what agree with December yeah. will mean next year, where it's like portal opens early signing day and college football playoff. It's like, what are we doing with this stuff, man? What are we doing with this sport? What? For, first of all, you got to quit having so damn long between the end of the regular season and the postseason. That, that's yes. one of the issues. Which, and we talked about that last week. Like that's going away. That'll go away. You remember you were edging. You were getting very excited. I can't wait for the 12 team playoff. <laughs> All the 12 yep. team playoff detractors can go screw themselves. Sorry. Mm, but take I that, just, Bishop. I can't. I can't wait for the and whatever. I'm sure there are little things during the regular season that'll suck, but come tell that to me, whatever, December 20. Uh, 1st of 2024, a Friday night when I'm getting ready for a weekend of football before Christmas. Yes. Sounds amazing. Where we're where I'm going to have like seven weekends in a row of postseason football between college and pro. Uh, yeah, no. I I'm, I'm, can't wait. Can't wait yeah. for that whole thing. Going to be pretty tight. It's going to be fanned. What, uh, yeah, my opinion is everything that brings having those games on those weekends for those first two weekends is going to make up for any sins that result, whether it's a conference championship rematch one week before the other, yeah. or yeah, because or it'll just be a like cornucopia of football. Doesn't matter. The postseason is yeah. They need a better postseason. They just need a better postseason, and that's going to take a right a step in in the right direction. And and again, being a fan of a team that is definitely not getting to a fourteen playoff anytime soon, and probably isn't getting to a twelve team playoff any soon. But at least it's out there. Right yeah. in a different, it's a way, that's a way different proposition now. So yeah. that helps too. Yeah, it does. And like, it's, it's such a fun thing to think about if rule is able to get the, you know, get the program back anywhere near on track, just cause it's like, oh my gosh, you know, it's just, it's such a larger field. Like for the longest time, you know, after 2010, that was the last time I truly thought Nebraska had a chance to play on that kind of national stage. And it didn't happen that year, that year. And then after that, it was like, okay, well, they're not in that group anymore. Then the four team opens up and it's like, ah, maybe. And then very quickly they, they, they fall off the face of the earth. And so like now it's going to 12 and it's like, there, there is a way for it to happen. Like the program would have to get, you know, so much better, but no longer do you have to be the best team in the conference anymore. Yeah. You have to be like the third or fourth best team. Still got a long conference. ways to go, but at least it long. doesn't seem, it doesn't seem doesn't seem insurmountable. Completely you know? insurmountable. Yeah, but it's going to take, I mean, really all the things that we've talked about on tonight's pod of quarterback, offensive line improvement, running back improvement, wide receiver improvement, you know, defensive continual improvement. Like, it's going to take all of those things happening. And not to, to say it again, but I will say it one more time. I really do like what seems to be urgency in what we have learned about Nebraska out um, in the the portal over the last 48 hours. Like that is impressive. There was that quote that Sipple got from somebody on on three where he talked about the aggressiveness, big time aggressiveness that, that Nebraska is showing right now in recruiting uh, quarterbacks out of the portal. So it's good to see because how many times Jack, have we covered a program or rooted for a program around here in the last 20 years where something bad happens and they just kind of double down and they allow it to keep happening. Like they are not looking at the offensive and quarterback play and saying, yep, See, we told you we weren't going to do anything different. We're going to do something different, and they are. And we should probably comment, Josh, again, on the lack of surprises, at least, you know, knock on wood, lack of surprises coming out of Nebraska so far in the portal. There's still been yes. nothing. 
been very quiet. I think that what's the number at now? Three? I think it's at three. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, Apple get um, which was a little surprising, but you know, Sims. But and then Sims, which was totally expected, and Javier and Morton, which more. was totally expected. Yeah. yeah. And so, not a whole lot of uh, n- yeah. Certainly not a surprise, and nothing really disappointing just yet. You know, if anything, people were like, "Hey, when's Sims going into the portal?" People were surprised that he didn't yeah, go I, in. You uh, know, immediately. He was a ago. complete, but. The random, I, everyone I think expected the random guy on defense, and it certainly could still happen. But man, if they get that, that's going to say something to me, Josh. If if that's it, and I don't know that it is it, but if that's it, that's um, that's pretty impressive. Like I would, everyone I, I've talked to this week thinks the number is going to be super low. That's on imp- the air. Like I asked is, Mitch is about, that I asked Sipple about impressive? it. <laughs> like it, to go through a first year that was as bad as it was. Yeah. In terms of the way things ended and not have people, at least some people jump and ship at, yeah. at this point. I mean, that says a lot about the whole coaching staff to me. It's yeah. It seems Jordan asked, they will, or they need more to leave. Don't they? There's a numbers problem. It, it probably, it does sound like on the back end that the idea of the NIL paying for college is like a very, very, very real thing for players that are, are going to be kicked off of scholarship. Like right. they will still be going to but school. But that's going to be free. guys you haven't heard of. Correct. Yeah. So, like, they do have a numbers problem, yes, but it's not it's not as bad um, as it would have been in the old school era. Um, but Josh says it too. Post spring game, we will see attrition. Yeah. Like that is the other part too. Is like they got to go you, through spring and figure out, you know, what's going on there. And I'm, it, it, you're right. But still, if it's not guys who we saw play this year, that's going to be incredibly impressive to me. Yeah. It's just it's not happening anywhere like that. I don't think. I mean, all you got to do is watch one of those transfer portal Twitter accounts. I mean, geez, they're everywhere. Well, I think AM had five or six players leave today. Right. We just, they had a coaching change, obviously. No, so yeah, that. for sure. I'm just saying, like, they had five or six guys leave today. Yeah. Yeah. So, anyway, uh, let's see. Takes on what? Uh, the NC proposal. Oh, the, the, the Charlie Baker. Oh, yeah. Stuff we didn't yesterday. talk about that. Listen, I want that. Um, well, I want the end. I, I want national NIL. Out of the sole hands of the collective, so I'm I'm fine with it. It's encouraging me that Trev and some of the other big school ads have been supportive of it as well, which they haven't always been with NCAA things that have come out. So, yeah, I mean, it sounds like potentially a step in the right direction. I have concerns that it could bring about antitrust challenges. I have concerns that they're going to need Congress to act to be able to do it. There are other side concerns, but the principle in itself is encouraging and a step forward. It's going to need to be tweaked, though, I'm sure. Jack, let me ask you this. Are you more concerned or are you more bothered by the current nature of collectives and kind of how that operates or that players are not really, like, locked into longer-term deals at their schools? Where, like, you know, there is a there is free... It, this is free agency, but the free agency doesn't come with, like, long-term contracts. Like, which of those bothers you more? Because for me, it's actually the latter. I'm not bothered by collectives. I wish, though, that we knew, like, when a player signed at a school, you know, like, they were there for X years. Well, you know? and, and Josh says no contracts and no salary cap. Madness. I, see, I don't care about the no salary cap, though, either. That doesn't bother me. But I wish that there were... Do- I wish that guys were locked in for longer, shorter periods that we knew about it. Josh, though. but they're one and the same. How could you do what you're saying with collectives, with a third party being the one 
that's because they're agreeing to go to the school, you know, then they're they're signing for yeah, Jordan says Q Bishop's contract soapbox. I do think John was on to something though about you know, a player agrees to go to a university and they're yeah, they're agreeing think, for multiple years. Why yeah, can't but, that happen in the era of collectives? Well, th- there's it's a third party. Who's the contract even between? The university and the player. But the, there's a third party pay, just paying it? Yes, just like it is now. Yes, yes, of course. Well, but again, you've got a third party. I mean, it's a little difficult with a contract when the university saying we're not paying you, someone else is paying you. That's that's not a it's not a single quid pro quo between two sides here. Exactly. Univers- yeah, I guess it's a it's a bit of a menage a trois. It's a. I mean, I, the contract idea is great. Uh, I don't mind it at all. I like it. But to make it really work, to make the contract really work, you've got to have two parties doing a quid pro quo. I don't quite understand how the collectives, and maybe there's a scenario I'm not understanding. I don't quite understand how a third-party collective fits into that. Well, I mean, they're the ones paying the players, so that's how they fit in. I get that from a legal perspective. If they're having a, if there's a contract, if if, if the contract is between two parties and you're bringing a third party who's unrelated in, and they have to make promises that they're going to do something. Like where where do they fit within the contract and the promise and who's breaching the contract if they don't pay it? I mean, there's all it, it it'd be a hell of a lot easier to do what you want if the collectives weren't around and the university was the one supplying the money. Yeah, well, and that's that's you know that's going to change, right? Like yeah. what going back to the original prompt of this topic, what do we think of this happening? I think that it's going to happen. Um, I don't know how many you know programs eventually agreed to do that. Somebody asked that earlier probably north of 50. Like, I don't think that it's like, like, I had someone reach out to me and said, I only think five schools can do this. And I was like, whoa, whoa, whoa. There's no way that it can only be five schools. It's going to be a lot so low for, I mean, way schools, athletic departments. No way. Way above that. Yeah. So I think, I think probably most of the power five, if not all of the, or power four now, like, I think that that would be the, the schools like that, that number, I think you could start there, maybe leave some behind and and gain some G five type programs. Like, I think that's, that's where I would begin in terms of, of cutting it down and what, what type of numbers of schools would be interested in doing it. I think I, I think I agree with the point you're making overall at the beginning, Josh, I just don't understand what the point of collectives is. If you're going to do that. Like what, well, I, no, what's the connection? The, the, my, I asked you the question more. What bothers you? Is it the collectives or is it that we don't know how long players are going to stay at school? Not so much. How do we fix it? I just want to know what bugged you more. The thing that bugs me is the collective. Well, there's a lot of things that bug me about the collectives. Among them is that there's no, there's no arrangement between the school and the player. It's a third, it's a third party. It's no, it, I know it, it is a third party and it's completely and there's this just bizarre dance that's going on between these three parties, only two of whom are contractually related with this contract that I don't know if the school sees. I don't know what their involvement is in it. It just seems like it makes it unnecessarily complicated on a number of levels at this point. And so, yeah, I mean, I think you and I want the same thing. I'm just saying the best way to get to that is to get rid of the collectives or at, no, least, yeah. and or I at least make them a, a secondary source of yeah, and maybe that's what it just is. like an endorsement for an NFL player. My question it was not it was not so much how do we fix this. It was more what bothers you more. Is it the collectives or is it that you know a play like right now? We said a few minutes ago. Um, isn't it nice that there isn't a surprise player that's left? 
that like a Cam Lenhart in theory could leave just because a different yeah. school offers him more money. So what what would you rather have fixed uh, the collective or you know that that players are locked in? I know that they are you know they're one is allowing the other to happen, but it's just more figuring what what you dislike more. Collectives are just shady as hell to me. I mean, yeah, you just, really do not like them. There, yeah, there's. I mean, there's so there's so much potential for abuse. And for the record, there. it's not like I'm a huge fan, but I think Man, I, I have gotten. Yeah, why, I, and like, I'm not a fan. I just I, I feel like sometimes when I talk about it with you or John, there is this like, but this isn't how it used to be, and it's like, yes, I know, but it's not. This is how it is now. Or like, I know one thing that really bothered you early on was this is was what it wasn't supposed to be, and it's like, yeah, but it is. So it's like well, I I've moved past, past that, that so long. I'm past ago. that argument, even though I do believe. I mean, I do. I, I do feel that way, but it's it's a screwy, bass awkward, unnecessarily it's stupid. Cum- it's a, an unnecessarily cumbersome system that people who are completely uninvolved with the school or the university can really benefit from in a lot of weird ways. I mean, they're freaking nonprofits. It's bizarre. It is. Yeah, it's pretty wild. That yeah, that's my that's my position on on this whole thing, but. It's not. A, it's not any sort of prudishness about play, paying the players. No, I know sure. it's not. So to me, there's just an easier way to do it, where everybody understands what the hell's going on, and Matt Rule doesn't have to talk in code, right? I know. Yeah, that shit's stupid. It's dumb. It's very wild. You know, it's it's. We're living in a very weird time right now. We're in the middle. We're in the middle period. I say it all the time. Like you know, it's easy to look back on historical events and be like, "Wow, that was dumb." You know, because we had the benefit of hindsight. But we're like in the moment of it right now, and it's like. So many of us just want to get to the end game, and, you know, it stinks. Uh, <laughs> DP, you're not going to believe this, but the game before Nebraska balls is tied with five minutes course. left. I saw a tweet Freaking from Seamus like a half hour ago that was like, by the way, the game is tipping off at 8-12, and it, if it's going to start early or it's going to be on the Fox Sports, go app, yada, yada, oh, it's yada. It's like, oh, okay, well, dope. then we might be all right. So class. So who's classic. playing? I don't even know who's playing before them. Penn State, or I think, maybe? Okay. I don't know. Um, yeah. yeah. I, uh, I mean... I hope Nebraska looks good tonight because I'm going to go into a deep, deep hole of disappointment Uh-oh. and and uh, I got too excited if they lose this game tonight, Josh. Yeah, yeah. That, because that was, I mean, I don't know what to say. I've got nothing positive. Don't worry, there are lots of tweets if you want to go read your your. I don't. Thoughts. I don't. Which I don't understand why anybody is is anybody. I mean, I've all all I've been, the only thing I basically said since the game ended was. Nebraska got absolutely handled in every way possible in that game. So, and I predicted that they would lose. So, there's really yeah. nothing to say to me as usual. Trash talking yeah. me about this game is ineffective. You're banging your head against a wall. But that does make me laugh. That like when anyone will talk trash to you, you you are essentially like you can't give me more pain because I if someone makes fun of my favorite team, I usually do get sad. But no. you're just like, bring on the pain, baby. Well, I mean, me I in have, the junk. I have, I mean, I have the level of critique that I've got of that game, the way they played is more than a Creighton fan probably has. It was rough. And it's it's hard because last year, Hoiberg, I thought, schemed wins, yeah. including the Creighton game. And yeah. he, he just, they looked not ready. The game plan looked bad. It looked like Nebraska had to work their ass off every time down the court, Josh, to like, to even throw something up that had a small chance of going in, right? And Creighton had this system everywhere, just making the extra pass, getting the double. Their offense was humming, boom, boom, boom. And it just looked, everything that Nebraska had to do looked way harder than it should have during that game. And they looked completely different than they did the rest of the year. 
for yeah. the most part. And yeah, the wrong guys, wrong guys taking shots. Creighton had them scouted. Creighton had Casey taken away with where they should have. Uh, Mast had a terrible game. Um, I mean, I don't even know where to start. Nothing was good. There was nothing good. They kept it a little close at the beginning, but yeah. I mean, they can jump on me all they want. I don't really know what I've, what I've claimed that I was wrong about, though. Jacob says, as somebody who saw what it looks like when a head coach or a coaching staff overthinks a scout just because it's Creighton. Sorry, Tim. That's what it looked like. Yep. Yep. Yeah, it did not look good. It and I think they good. tried to run with him, too, in a way that just wasn't, yeah, wasn't that's gonna going work to work. Well. And, but, the, but my biggest problem was the offensive game plan because um, – the way the way that they did it, it looked like they just had to work work their tails off, work their tails off to even get a shot at scoring the entire game. Um, yeah. And that offense can't be that way in the Big Ten. The, Jack, the thing that bl- blows me away still, and we're now what three days removed from the game is, you know, it's a, it's a Nebraska has a lead twenty one to twenty, and they end up losing by the largest margin ever. They tied the largest margin ever of loss. And it's like, it it just was like this weird slow bleed, you know. Like I I I remember the 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 last Doug team, and you know, there's all the the Creighton fans always have the picture of the scoreboard, and it was like thirty seven to eight or something stupid. And it's like that that being a large dominating win makes sense because they got off to this insane start, and the right, game was over right. from the jump. Yeah, this one wasn't like that, you know. And it just unfolded, and suddenly it's like. It's a 10-point game. At half, it's suddenly a 15-point game. Immediately in the second half, it's a 20-point game. And it ends up being a 29-point game. And it just, you know, what was... I, I just... I can't imagine what it was like in the it, arena because, you know, it looked like an usual juice crowd for this game and the light just wanted got to be. sucked out of the place. They wanted to be. But it's just, you know... And it's not like Creighton was was the threes they were hitting like crazy contested threes. They were hit Shireman. Shireman was wide open all night. Well, wide yeah. ass open all night. How that happens, yeah. I have no idea. Yeah, just zero idea whatsoever. Um, to me, to me, you quit doubling down low on Kalkbrenner, and if he beats Mast, he beats Mast, right? But I don't know. Hoiberg's a much better basketball mind than I am, so I should shut up. <laughs> but ugh, it was so yeah, not weird. feeling great about tonight. It's it seems like you're no. less. You're, it's not that you're like you don't think they can't win. It's just more like oh, the vibe. I need to be see really him play well. I mean. Josh, I really got to see him play well again against some level of a quality team to yeah. get back to where I was. And I don't know if Minnesota is that, but it's, you know, it's probably the same. We had a listener on the show today who, uh, granted, is a Creighton fan, but he, he doesn't. I don't think he hates Nebraska basketball by any means, but he tweeted at us. He says, fluke losses happen, but if they're losing to Minnesota, which is Ken Palm 113, that's a bigger red yeah. flag than the Creighton blowout. Yeah, yeah. Like, Jordan says that vibes are not good right now. No, 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 no. If they win, to, if they come in and win, have a solid win tonight, that'll take care of a lot of my concerns. Yeah, uh, it'd be a get, great get bounce back, right? It's a yeah. road game, it's a conference game, and it's three days removed from a uh, ass kicking to yeah. your in-state run. And I know, Minnesota, yeah, that would be super impressive. And, and I, Minnesota, I know Minnesota is probably the worst team in the Big Ten right now. I still, I don't, whatever. You go in there and you you beat them on the road, and even just the momentum of it, and it, it, you, you, you know, they're Minnesota's the third best team. They're probably not as good as Duquesne that Nebraska played, but if they're still handling those teams like, like they should, that'll make me think, okay, that might've been more an exception. I'm just worried because the schedule was so easy early. And 
and Creighton was the real, and maybe we overrated what the Duquesne test was and what the Oregon State test was. Those are that's those are that's my concern. Is that the non-conference and like for the record, I didn't have any issue with the way they scheduled because I understood the thought process of wanting to have a lot of wins and gain confidence. Totally like that. But man, it's it's almost like Jack. You know how it'll be, you know, fourth and three or four or five or whatever from the other teams, like 42 yard line and you'll punt it and it'll go through the end zone. And then like within a play or two, the other team has gone then past your 42 yard line. And it's like, man, you punted and you wasted it and you gave them the ball. And now they already have field position better than where they would have had it. If you would have gone for it on fourth down and missed it. Essentially what I'm saying is the, the idea of gaining confidence could be shot within the span of two or three games where it's like, congrats on playing the super easy schedule, but you gave it all up well, because you lost your first two or three games. I conference. remember you and I had a conversation last March or April uh, on the I-80 club because Tom Chattel wrote an article and said Nebraska and Creighton both needed to schedule easier. And the time that came out, I was like, I don't know. I didn't think that was a problem last year. No. And on the other hand, you probably, I mean, you could, I might be trending. They definitely scheduled easier. They did, and I think I was excited about it at the beginning of this year, so maybe I was being hypocritical about it. But, like, coming out of last year, I didn't feel that way, for sure. I didn't feel like that was the issue last year. And so, like, if things don't go well here for the next few weeks, then I'm going to go way back to that position, I think. Yeah. Well, then we'll just be doing Be Kind Huskery Wines and Mailbags every podcast. Yeah. Well, it's an NFL podcast now, too. That, a reminder, NFL, we have the National volleyball. Football League returning. Hey, baseball. Volleyball. Yeah, the volleyball. Oh, hey, that's a reminder for Saturday as we get ready to wind down ahead of the game tonight. We are on later on Saturday. We will not be doing a more. Oh, oh, that's right. We'll be. Do I get the fireworks? No, just the uh, thumbs up. Oh, there we go. Uh, Let's go. So jealous. Let's go. Uh, God, but, yeah, we are, we are on in the afternoon. We're doing a 1230 pod on Saturday. Uh, plenty of Army Navy talk from Jack, I'm sure. Woo. We'll have that for our you. Our Army we'll versus our Navy. Yep, a little volleyball with the uh, with them playing later that day. But yeah, we're unable to go in the morning. But we are still doing a Saturday show. Maybe so we, we'll be uh, introducing we the new quarterback, Josh. Man, oh, how nice would that be, man? It, we're talking about a, I mean, if we're talking about Kyle McCord. It's not somebody out of else joining the Dig, program. If Nebraska has a quarterback back by Saturday, Josh and I will do the deepest dive ever into that person. History, yeah. career, likes, dislikes, favorite foods. Oh, yeah, everything. favorite book. Oh, Jordan, get Kyle McCord and Club membership. Yeah, maybe he'll be the first uh, player that we we support with a collective. <laughs> Listen, uh, I mean, he's already getting a million and a half. We wouldn't have to pay him much, I'm sure. Oh, Travis, I miss this. Per the World Herald and the 24-7, Nebraska's trying to get Ward to visit. Yeah, and that's another guy we didn't even talk about today, well, that was Jack. Out this, yeah, that was out this morning is that they either did or were going to. Oh, I that read that as they are trying to get him to visit Nebraska. I know oh, that they're kicking. Like, oh, they're oh, travel, oh, they so, traveled out there oh, today or yesterday. Dude, yeah, yeah, yeah. If they get Ward, whoo. He's yeah. number, uh, his, he fumbles the ball so much, but, man, his touchdown oh, and interception no, ratio is pretty tasty. That. No. Yo, Jack, it's bad. His fumbles, don't look up his fumbles. Don't look oh, up his fumbles. No. It's it's a lot to fumbles. All these ratings have him number one in the whole class of transfers. Yeah, that would be wild. Can you imagine that? Imagine how we were talking about the quarterback position man. on Saturday, and then it's like, oh, hey, Cam Ward is coming to Nebraska. That would freak me out. I, yeah. uh, 
All right. We'll see. Yeah. We'll see. So, yeah. Who knows where we'll be on, on Saturday. Okay. Um, yeah. So worked in Cinder Nebraska two years ago, transferred out of Incarnate Word, and eventually joined Wazoo. Okay. Yeah. Huts, okay. He's talking to, he will, won't start taking official visits until next week. Okay. At that point. People have him there going, go. I can't remember where he was going according to, um, according to the little projections that I posted from on three, which could be completely BS. Um, was it? It might have been. USC? You said Ohio State earlier, didn't you? Maybe it was Ohio State. Yeah, I think it was Ohio State. That's probably what it was. Okay. Go to that. You can go to that channel and you can take a look yourself. So, Ooh, rumor they offered him more than two million. Says Jacob. Spicy crap, man. Quarterback, man. You just. I mean, definitely take your time and don't go pro right away. That's what I would do if I'm getting that kind yeah, of. Yeah, seriously. Yeah. So we'll be on Saturday uh, afternoon. We'll be yeah. on Saturday afternoon. Um, and so we, uh, we hope to see you then, uh, reminder, we got the Nebraska ball pod going on Fridays. That's right. National fun league returns, not this Sunday, but next Sunday. Uh, so that'll be coming up a week from Sunday. And then, right. uh, Jack and I, as usual on Wednesdays and, and Saturdays, though, we are entering into the period where I know our schedules are going to be just a little bit wonky just because of either Husker basketball or uh, me doing some play-by-play stuff. So be sure to go check out the schedule. Jack has it panned. And uh, sometimes, like tonight, we'll be on a little early, um, and then sometimes we'll have to move days entirely. So we'll have uh, more information as we roll on. All right. Very good. Uh, thanks for tuning in, everybody. We will talk to you on Saturday, and we'll probably chat. I'll be uh, I'll be heading over to the basketball room to chat during the uh, game, the basketball channel. So join me in there if you're going to be watching the game. Uh, Josh, have a good night, and uh, we will we will talk to you on Saturday. All right. Oh, I know. Bye. I can't.